The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, I'm Samantha, and you're listening to All the Filthy Details, the literary lovesick podcast. Please don't forget me. It's been a while since our break, and now we're back with a special erotica podcast. Not only do we have two of our tantalizing erotic stories, but we also have three book reviews and a list of new erotic releases for you to enjoy. BDSM erotica writer Tiny Sparks joins us on our Spotlight on Eroticists. We want to become not only one of the best erotic podcasts in the world, but also one of the most important for writers. So, speaking to the authors listening, we'd love to be a part of your book rollout promotion strategy. But just like we said in our previous episode, we're only willing to promote listeners of the podcast. So listen out for the secret word of the episode to resume any conversations of featuring on the show. Enjoy the new format. Story time. This story is from The Erotic Diary of Scarlet. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. The slight shock on his face told me that he didn't actually expect me to answer honestly. It only lasted a second before his eyes warmed up and I could see the understanding in them. I get that. We just looked at each other for a few more minutes. I knew I should look away, but my body refused to. I wanted to memorize every square inch of his face. I wanted it burned into my memory forever. It was insane, but my body was telling me to do it. After a moment, he once again broke the tension between us. You do know that it is possible for a guy to feel just as good going down on you, right? His sexy smirk was back, and I couldn't help but smile. I could say the same to you. Except you can't, because as we've discussed, I've already been kissed by a guy. You really aren't going to let this go, are you? No. He said with a playful smile. I couldn't help the small giggle that slipped past my lips. I've been around guys before. I've had some of my best friends were guys and never once had it ever affected me. I have no idea what it is about Ryan, but the man knew how to get under a girl's skin. For the next two hours, I spent it sitting there with Ryan and having some drinks. He was sober and I was feeling terrific. Not too drunk, just the right amount to feel free and happy. Give you a ride home? Ryan asked. Not really in the mood to go home just yet. We can go back to mine. Have a few drinks? I shouldn't. It was dangerous to go back to his place, but I didn't want to be home alone right now. I was enjoying my time with Ryan. I gave him a smile and just a simple nod. He held his hand out and I easily slipped mine into his. With that, we headed out to his black SUV and we were off. We arrived at Ryan's apartment and Rada instantly ran over to him, happy to see him back home. I just need to take him out. Make yourself comfortable. 
I didn't even waste a second before I was looking around to see what I could discover about him. I wanted to know more about Ryan. I have no idea why I shouldn't, and yet I can't seem to help myself. There were a few family photos up on the wall, others of different groups of men, which I assumed were friends from the past. The furniture was simple and screamed male. Black leather sofa, black leather chair, both were well-worn, so Ryan spent a lot of time relaxing in his own home. The red flannel blanket folded up across two of the cushions meant that Raider was allowed to relax on the couch. A man and his dog. I made my way down the hallway to reach his bedroom. This room I was particularly interested in. It was just as simple as I imagined it would be. A queen-size bed with black sheets and duvet sat against one wall and across it was a dresser with a flat screen sitting on top. No photos in here, not even a poster. Raider's own bed was right next to his, with his own ratty blanket, and I knew Raider liked to sleep under and sometimes carry with him. I used to tease Ryan about it all the time, but he just said it made Raider feel safe. With all of his scars, it made sense, so I stopped teasing. I could understand the desire to feel safer in this world. If I could go around carrying an old blanket with me everywhere I went, I probably would. I couldn't help but wonder how many women he had taken in his bed. I hadn't seen him with anyone in the past year, not since his girlfriend had passed away. Something Amber had mentioned briefly. Still, that didn't mean he didn't have one-night stands every other night. This odd sense of jealousy hit me out of nowhere. I couldn't quite understand why. I was gay. Why would it matter if he had slept with a hundred different women? Fuck, I know I have. So why would it bother me? I like women, not men. Before I could even fully process it, the door was opening and Ryan was back. I should have made my way out of here, but I found that I didn't want to. It only took Ryan a moment to find me and he gave me yet another heart-melting smile of his. I've never seen anything so beautiful. Before I even knew what I was doing, I was closing the distance between us. Ryan stood still and waited to see what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. My body was moving on its own. I just had to know. I stopped right in front of him. I could see the desire in his eyes. He wanted this just as badly as I did, but he knew better than to make the first move. He was allowing me to decide what was going to happen. So I did. I placed my hand on the back of his neck, stood up on my tiptoes and pulled him down to my lips. The second his lips touched mine, it was like a fire erupted in both of us. The kiss immediately turned heated, and when his tongue touched mine that first time, I couldn't stop the moan that escaped. Kissing him was different from the women that I have kissed, but it wasn't a turn-off. It fueled the fire inside of me, and I craved more. I needed more. I ran my hands over his clothed body, but it wasn't enough. I needed skin. I needed to feel him and feel his skin against mine. Ryan's hands found their way over my body and began to remove my dress, breaking our kiss for only a fraction of a second so the thin piece of fabric can be removed. His hands went to my ass and without a single warning, he was lifting me up as if I weighed nothing. He carried me over to the bed and gently laid me down on it, where he started his kissing journey all down my body. As he kissed his way down my neck, I focused on removing him from his shirt. He pulled back and allowed me to remove it, and it was at that moment everything started to make sense. I could see the various scars all over his front, and in my heart I knew there would be more on his back. 
Some were faded, while others looked less than two years old. The only thing my eyes could focus on, though, was what was hanging around his neck. In the middle of his chest were dog tags. He was a soldier. Are you all right? I know the scars can freak a girl out. He was nervous, the first time I've ever heard him as anything but confident and sure of himself. He's obviously had problems with his scars in the past with other women. Some could see them as ugly, but to me, they were beautiful, like a freshly painted masterpiece. I moved my hand and ran my finger over a bullet wound located close to his heart. Too close. They're beautiful, I said, looking right into his eyes, and I could see the warmth flooding into them. I grabbed the chain to his dog tags and pulled them down as I spoke. You have a mission to finish, soldier. He gave a dark chuckle as he kissed the center of my chest. That I do. And then his mouth was on my breast and I was moaning and arching up into him. His mouth was magical. It made my whole body feel like it was on fire. He worked my other breast as he moved his hands down to my panties. He quickly removed them as he kissed his way down further. I willingly opened my legs for him and I could feel myself getting wet just by thinking of what he was about to do. This had never happened to me before and I found myself so very much in need of knowing just what his tongue would feel like inside of me. He kissed his way down to my folds and then with a small lick, his tongue was on me. I gave a tiny moan at his light teasing before he finally gave me what I desperately wanted, a long and deep lick. I knew it wouldn't take long before I was coming. I was too worked up, too turned on, and when his tongue slid inside of me, I felt my insides clench. The heat in my belly was exploding. Ryan, I moaned as I came. Never in my life have I ever came so fast. When he didn't stop, even after I had stopped pulsing, I found a whole new level of pleasure. He continued to eat my pussy and rub his finger over my clit. The sensation was almost too much. No one had ever kept going. I felt like I was going to lose my mind. Ryan, it's too sensitive. I was withering beneath him, entirely at his mercy, and I was loving it. I'm not stopping until I get my drink. Just feel. He slid two of his fingers inside of me while his tongue showed love to my clit. I could feel the pressure building inside of me. I had no idea what it was, but it kept building and building the more he rubbed his fingers over my G-spot. I had no idea what was happening. This had never happened before. My whole body was dying for more, and before I even knew it, Ryan was quickly pulling his fingers out. His mouth was back on me, sucking and licking. And then I went over the edge. My cum was squirting out of me and into his mouth. Ryan gave a deep moan as he drank everything I had for him. I had heard of girls being able to squirt, but never in my life had I ever been able to do it. I just thought it was some made-up bullshit, but it turns out it was very much real, and it felt amazing. Holy fuck, I moaned. Ryan pulled back and just gave me a warm smile. I'm not done with you, yet. Ryan quickly removed the rest of his clothing and then shuffled me back up the bed. I should have been nervous or scared, especially because he was tremendous in the dick department. But my body was tingling for more. I wanted to feel all of him inside of me. I moved my hand and gave his dick a stroke. I wanted to see what a real one felt like in my hands. 
His skin was so soft and it felt much better than a hard plastic one that I was used to. He gave a moan at my contact and I wanted to hear him do that more. I wanted to know what he felt like against me, inside of me. I needed to listen to the sounds he could make. I wanted it all. I'm negative, I said. Me too. The pill? On it. Thank fuck. We both wanted to feel the heat of skin on skin. Ryan placed himself between my legs and slowly pushed his hips forward, pushing his dick inside of me inch by inch. The second his tips broke through my walls, I was a goner. It felt amazing to be able to handle real skin. There was nothing better. No toy would ever feel this good, this real. When he was balls deep inside of me, he gave me a moment to adjust to his size, kissing my neck and just allowing me to catch my breath. When he felt me relax, he pulled out and slammed back into me, causing us both to moan. I wrapped my legs around his waist and the new angle made him hit my G-spot once again. Don't be gentle, I moaned. He gave me the most sexiest sound I had ever heard. A growl, and then his hips were pistoling in and out of me, hitting my sweet spot dead on each and every single time. I was no longer moaning, but giving off small screams from the pleasure that rocked my entire body. His thrusts were fast and deep, and I loved every second of it. I could have done this for days without a single complaint. He felt absolutely amazing. It wasn't long before I was coming again, and after a moment he slammed into me and came hard and deep inside of me. His cum was burning my insides in a way that I couldn't even begin to explain. Everything felt so amazing, so unbelievable, that my body was shaking from the pleasure. When he stopped pulsing, he didn't pull out right away like I suspected he would. Instead, he gave me some of the sweetest and softest kisses I had ever had, and he didn't stop until we were both breathing normally again. Only then did he slowly pull out and lay down beside me. He grabbed the covers and covered us both before he pulled me into his arms and I curled up against his chest. I can't believe I had sex with Ryan, with a man. My purity is gone and there is no telling what could happen if people found out. I can't let it happen again. It has to stay a secret. No one can know about it. Can't let myself do that again. I'm gay. It's just that simple. I have only ever been attracted to women. I've never had an interest in being with a man. Ryan was just some weird fluke. That's all that he was. I won't let it happen again. I'm going to keep my distance from him and just forget about the whole thing. I'm going to forget how amazing it felt to wake up in his arms, how safe I felt with him wrapped around me as my own shield. I'm going to forget how amazing he felt buried deep inside of me, how unbelievable it was to have a real dick inside of me and not some plastic one. Or the fact that he had the ability to make... We're now on Patreon. Our offer is fantastic. You'll get access to all our literary lovesick audiobooks for a price that is comparable to a single ebook. You can end your subscription at any time, and you'll still be able to keep your books. We also have more exclusive content, and even the option to put your character in our books. Head over there now and get your first glimpse of the newest title in Season 2 of the Erotic Diary series, Transitions. Some erotic blogs to check out. Thewomenofpassions.com by Natalie Hawthorne 
Check out her hot shots and natterings, filled to the brim with hot, steamy reads and news. JuneLemon.com by June Lemon. Serialized homoerotic smut with amazing artwork, too. June is working on a book, too, so hopefully we'll hear more about her in 2021. It's time for our spotlight on eroticists. Hello, Tiny. We've just read your book, Introduction, BDSM Erotic Stories. Your writing style resonates with us because of your realistic style. With your protagonist also being a writer and blogger, how close is this fictional book to being autobiographical, percentage-wise? First of all, thank you so much for reading my book. Uh, I have been told, actually, in the past that my book reads uh, very realistic. Um, I have no idea percentage-wise. I think it's a bit maybe 60-40 um, of it being 60% biographical. The main reason for that is because I'm in the lifestyle myself and write most of the play scenes from experience. There are some play scenes that are not from experience, which is anyone's guess, but I'm not going to tell that one. <laughs> and those ones I would love to try in the future. My main characters are infused with my personality, which is actually the way I write and might make it more realistic or feel more realistic. The idea of her being a writer was by accident. It wasn't on purpose. She actually had a different job, but I think it feels better this way. And I'm kind of all right with people thinking it's autobiographical. And uh, I'm also right with people thinking it's really realistic because that's how I love it. One of the subjects you introduce us to early in your book is the BDSM community. How important is the BDSM community for you? And what do you think the most helpful thing about it is? The BDSM community is very important to me. I'm constantly meeting people that are part of the lifestyle, mainly through my writing which now in times of COVID is a relief because obviously we can't be in contact with those people in person. The most helpful thing about the community is that almost all of them are ready to help out, me as well. They don't lie as there is an openness about people in the lifestyle and I love that I'm not having to keep secrets from them. I tell my husband, for example, everything, and I've made a few good friends on Twitter and Facebook from the lifestyle who contacted me because of the writing of my books. And they might be on the other side of the planet, but we talk about all sorts of things and help each other out, not only in regards to BDSM or writing, but also in everyday life. And obviously, I hope to meet some of them uh, in person one day. Another aspect of your writing reminds us that BDSM relationships can appear to look very different from the norm. For example, you write about a married sub-couple who live with their dom. Later on in the same book, we see the main sexual interest asserting himself in his sub's world as a boyfriend without clearing up where they stand with each other. How important is good communication to keeping a healthy BDSM relationship alive? Communication is everything. 
as I said before, honesty is important, but you can't reach honesty without communication. Um, I believe fights are solved faster because of this, and you need to be open in such a relationship for or stuff can go horribly wrong. Uh, you called it the main sexual interest who's a dom made a proper mistake there. It was a point I wanted to make clear in regards to the openness needed and the fact that just because you are a dominant person doesn't mean you're infallible. Subs and bottoms need to understand that too, I believe. What would be your initial piece of advice for people thinking of entering the BDSM lifestyle? Well, um, first of all, if you subscribe to my newsletter, you get a free story that is my tiny biography, which is riddled with the mistakes I made. All my contemporary stories are infused with the basic knowledge of BDSM. And I also add it as an author's note in the end of each book, which gives advice. The main advice that I can give is research. Find sites that give you all the information. Find people from the lifestyle to talk to and don't do anything rash. Take your time, ask questions. Information is your best friend here. Whether you're thinking of starting as a couple or joining on your own, you need the help. And there are plenty of people willing to give the information. There are even workshops and obviously the play parties where you can watch What's next for Tiny Sparks? Next for Tiny Sparks? Well, I'm currently revamping a whole load of books that were released previously, but I'm giving them um, a bit of a refresh. They will be released monthly, and I'll be trying to get a new story and a revamped story out every month for as long as I can. For those unfamiliar with you, what websites are you active on? I'm mostly active on Twitter and Facebook. Um, on Facebook with a group, a page, and my own stuff. And in the newsletter, you'll get all the new stuff first off. And I also have a special BDSM newsletter where I give advice. I also give special articles. And there are a lot of interviews from mistresses, doms, um, foot fetish, all sorts of things. Would you like to give us a preview on something you've been working on? I certainly would. Um, I just hope I can do it justice as my voice is not nearly as sexy as yours. Both Lola and Sheila each took an arm and guided me around the bar back to the lockers. Now, are you sure you don't want to change? Sheila raised an eyebrow. Can I keep the bathrobe on? Normally, I wouldn't think twice about getting naked. I just wouldn't do it. This time, my feet were killing me from the heels, and I was sure I'd faint if I had to wear this corset all night long. So much for dressing up beautiful and sexy. It was more like torture. Under the watchful and approving eyes of both women, I undressed with a little help for the corset. Fingers of both ladies caressed my skin, making me feel better by the minute. Lola handed me a white bathrobe that smelled of lilac fabric softener and off we went. Next to the locker area was an open shower where an elderly gentleman was fully naked. 
He waved, and both women waved back. I tried to avoid looking at him. My comfort zone was being stretched right now. Knowing that I was naked under the bathrobe was fine, similar to going a regular sauna, really. However, it wasn't anything like that. Here, everyone openly watched you. We passed two hot tubs where a couple was kissing in one and two men were giving a woman what she wanted. She arced her back with a man attached to each nipple. Her head was thrown back with her cheeks and chest flushed. I could only imagine what it would feel like to be pleasured by two men at once. The strangest part was that on the other side of the same hot tub, another woman was keeping a close eye on the action with one of her hands underneath the water and the other teasing her own nipples. Those are two couples where one woman likes to watch while her husband and the other woman's boyfriend pleasure another. They're regulars here, but don't really get involved in the BDSM action, Lola explained. My mind turned to the possibility of me being that woman and being worshipped by two men, just imagining it tugged at my womb. We moved on and Sheila asked, Lola, how did the gay night go last week? First time, right? Lola nodded. It wasn't a huge success, I barely broke even, but I'm not going to cut it yet. I'll try again next month and we'll see if it improves. You have theme nights every week, I glanced at Lola. No, twice a month we have a special theme with a swingers repertoire. Once a month we keep the BDSM Saturday, and I was hoping with the gay nights to have one more special night, this time on a Friday, to increase interest and attendance. She shrugged. What are the themes? I was growing more and more curious now and more relaxed. We get one night where single men are allowed at discount. That one is only good for couples wanting a man to join them. She pursed her lips in thought. I might need to change it, as there isn't much attendance these days. The other theme is all single, ladies free, she laughed. That one is a huge success. However, we have to make sure we only allow a certain number of single men. Plus, they need to pay more. That's the evening which makes my monthly income good, to be honest. Yes, make them pay more. It's not a whorehouse. Sheila punched her fist in the air. I could understand that. Free entry for the women and everyone else gets to enjoy watching them, if not more. Pulling me back to the present, Lola explained, Now these are the bedrooms. The doors have locks in case people want privacy. If they don't, the window is left uncovered. That means you can watch. If the door is open, you can join in. A woman covered in a latex catsuit bound a naked man on a high bed. He was blindfolded and she finished tying his arms behind his back. With his feet on the carpeted floor and his front on the bed, we had an open view of his ass. When she turned around, she waved at us, and I was about to wave back, when I noticed what she wore between her legs. It was a giant dildo. How she would fit it into that poor man's ass was beyond me. I winced. The next room is normally filled with mattresses, but for the BDSM night we invite people to dress it up the way they want. Some bring their own items, she winked at Sheila, and others use whatever we have. The black buck and the Andreas cross are ours, she pointed both out. 
There was an extra buck placed as an extension to the one she pointed out. Both had something covering them, which I couldn't make out. The Andreas cross had chains and manacles attached to it. On one side was a table filled with all sorts of whips, paddles, canes, and too much to see as Lola and Sheila dragged me to the next part of the club. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, honestly. Uh, you can find all my books on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, uh, Apple, some of them on Smashwords. But if you want to find out about me and find the books through me, you can check me out on Facebook and on Twitter. Twitter is TinyXSparks. They all have links to my newsletter and my website where you can find out everything about books, about some news and to subscribe to the newsletter, obviously. Thank you so much and hope to talk to you soon. Bye. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> now it's time for our erotic book reviews. Hello, I'm Dakota. And this is the Erotic Book Review. We've been reading several titles, intending to give you an idea of what to expect. We also will make our star recommendation based on which title we believe is the strongest. Arctic Blast by Joy Miche. Logan lay between her thighs. His eyes locked on hers as the tip of his cock teased the entrance of her dripping wet pussy. Are you sure you want to feel this inside you? Yes, Shanika moaned, wrapping her smooth, ebony legs around Logan. He kissed her softly, sweetly sucking her still, tingling bottom lip. This feels so surreal, he murmured into her mouth. She wrapped her arms around him and held him close. This feels so surreal and so right. Logan, it's what I always imagined being with you would feel like. Arctic Blast is about a young black woman being rescued from a terrible winter storm by her best friend's uncle, who she happens to have a crush on. There's so much I like about this book. It's in an easy reading niche. The characters are fleshed out enough for this to work, and she makes the love interest quite mature. Personally, I'm not into age gap fiction, but this doesn't feel predatorial, with the female lead character being a young adult. This does feel like the erotica I tend to read with a refreshing different cast. One other little thing worth noting is Joy's brand presence. It's very strong, with some nice touches, like providing links to get more of the story without having to purchase another title. This is relatively easy for me to recommend without any guilt. Tales of Femdom from the Compound by Alexis Atreides As his cock slid free from its prison, Jay felt an enormous relief, making him exhale heavily from his nose as he bit down on the ball gag in his mouth. After a few moments, he felt his mistress run a finger up and down his member with an almost surgical precision. It didn't take long for him to become hard, as she kept stroking it carefully, grabbing the tip of it and letting her fingers slide off. He felt her bend down and give it a small kiss, making it throb in anticipation. Mmm, I've missed my favorite toy, she said as she planted yet another wet kiss on Jay's cock. 
letting her tongue play around for a while before pulling away. Tales of Femdom from the Compound tells the story of three submissive males who serve women in an exclusive live-in sex club. This is one of the most intense, erotic reads I've read in a while. The build-up of sexual tension seems to be everywhere. I would recommend this to aspiring writers to read who struggle to build intensity because the examples are abundant in this book. I don't tend to read femdom erotic books, but this is written so well that it's easy to recommend. Summoning Her Lust by Sammy Hain He slid his cock across her flower, teasing her. Each time his hard cock slid across it sent little shocks of pleasure through her groin. Morgan couldn't wait any longer. She guided his cock to her opening. He thrust forward, taking her in one quick motion, and she let out a squeal of excitement. Both his strong hands held tight to her hips and pulled her closer. She grabbed onto the comforter and buried her head into the bed. Summoning Her Lust is about a witch attempting to free herself from a celibacy curse by according the interest of a demon. This book deals with several themes and words that could be unfamiliar to those with limited knowledge about the occult. The overall themes are shrouded in fantasy, but as we know, witchcraft is a legitimate way of life for thousands of people. This book sets up its climax substantially, built on a backstory of anger and frustration. Everything leads to a dangerous sex scene with unknown consequences. This is one worth reading, especially for fans of the occult and fantasy. Sam, you've been asked to read these titles. Which one did you like the best? Each book was exceptional in their own right, but if I had to choose one to recommend, I'd have to go back to Arctic Blast. I absolutely loved Summoning Her Lust, but concede its terms and subject matter make it much of an acquired taste, pretty much like the Tales of Femdom from The Compound. We had our guest writer also read these titles. So, Tiny, which was your favorite book out of these? Out of all three books, it was a very big surprise for me that Tales of Femdom from the Compound by Alexis Atreides was my favorite. As normally, I'm not really into um, men being submissive, but this author, she wrote it so damn hot. And uh, those mistresses in the compound, they're brutal, and I absolutely loved it. I loved Tales of Femdom from the compound, too. So we're going to make this title our star recommendation for this episode. The book isn't perfect, and I think another edit is warranted, especially if this book becomes popular enough to spawn sequels. I would say the vivid descriptions of this place and what happens out of this world. This is the sort of book you read and ask yourself, could this place exist? Does that device exist? And if the compound was real, would I go there? Thanks again to all the authors that submitted their manuscripts. Are you brave enough to submit yours? Contact us on Twitter. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> this episode's secret word is attention. New erotica releases to look out for. Thank you to all the authors who submitted your new releases and links. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to mention all the titles here. Please check the description for links to these titles if listening on SoundCloud. 
Here are your new erotica releases, April 2021. The Mirrorling Invasion, a science fiction harem adventure novel by Roland Carlson. A man discovers he's the only man alive on a planet that has been overthrown by aliens. It is his job to repopulate the planet. Humiliation for the Cuckwain Wife, Forced to be a Lesbian Anal Sex Slave by Colette Cuckwain. A husband introduces his wife to the woman that he intends to have sex with while she watches, but not before she's naked, bent over, and fully restrained to the stocks. An Evening at Crystal Lake by Rachel J. Thompson. A horror movie themed photo shoot takes an unexpected turn for a young married couple. Harold's Hot Wife Birthday by Lacey Cross. A Hot Wife Erotica short story. Miranda has been doing her lawyer bosses in the series, but in this standalone book, she accepts an invitation from the neighbor's wife to be the husband's birthday gift. A Decade of Desire, Erotic Tales from the Charlie Doyle Diaries by Charles Dyson. The boss had a secretary who could not say no. A book about role plays and the people who indulge their spanking discipline desires. Her Biggest Fan by Michael Williams. An ex-porn star embracing an idea to punish her obsessive fan who's overstepped the mark. Girls' Night Out, the full series, by Ellie A. Wilde. What started as an innocent girl's night with her friend and co-worker, Jenny became the erotic kindling for so much more. Contains four books. Bound by My Trainer, a lesbian bondage erotica, by Dominique Sunder. A newbie with a fascination with kink gets to explore her fantasy with her experienced, dominant trainer. Lesbian bondage and BDSM elements. Queen Without Clothes and Other Steamy Stories by Patricia Ray. A ladies' room quickie, an unexpected threesome, an intimate Zoom meeting, a lonely exhibitionist, a modern-day Rapunzel, and two X-rated Tumblr refugees. Get Cucked or Die Trying, Three Short and Nasty Hot Wife Stories by Sterling Wilder. Three short and nasty stories of shared wives and the men who ache for them. Thanks again for listening. Links are in the description if listening on SoundCloud. You're listening to all the filthy details. (laughs) Story time. This story is from the Erotic Diary series, Liaisons. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. I could only hope the bartender remembered what he made me 15 minutes ago. I wasn't scared, bummed more than anything, because as much as I wanted to have fun tonight, it would be hard without a friend. Hey, gorgeous. A random man came up behind me. What's someone as beautiful as you doing sitting here by yourself? Although the line was cheesy, the persona he gave off made his comment less creepy. With a softening smile on my face, I turned my chair to face him, just as he sat in the one right next to me. I guess you could say I got ditched. He was here with me one second, and the next he texted me that he needed to go. Well, that's kind of a sucky thing to do. I'm sorry that happened to you. If you want, then I'm not trying to come off as a weirdo, but you could join me. I don't think I would abandon an attractive girl like you all by herself at a place like this. 
I thought about for a moment before responding. I don't see why not. I have nothing better to do at the moment. Holding out his hand for me to grab, he softly pulls me to a table on the other side of the club, seating me on a couch, a little more comfortable. So, what's your name? I asked. Pierre. And yours? Alina, I replied quietly. Unsure of how, less than an hour later, I was walking out of the nightclub, being dragged along with the said man. We were laughing at something that probably made no <laughs> sense to any sober person. Just like with Ryan, my feet started to hurt, but in this case, the alcohol kept me from complaining. With no sense of time, I wasn't sure how long it took to get to his flat, but I didn't mind too much. His fingers fumbled with the keys longer than they should have, making us both crack up in a fit of laughter. <laughs> Pushing open the door, the first thing he did took me by surprise. Pulling out a bag of white powder, Pierre cleared a small space on his counter before dumping some out. I merely watched as he used a plastic card to divide the powder into two lines as he looked at me suggestively. Maybe it was irresponsible, but I had been through a lot this past month or so, so it was easy to say that I deserved it. Feeling the immediate effect of the drug left me to take a moment to sit back and look at my surroundings. He was asking me something for a moment. All I could hear was my subconscious. Did you hear me? He asked, already setting up another two lines. I'm sorry? What's the craziest thing you've ever done? Trust me, you don't want to know. Everything came through in parts. One second I was blacked out in his living room, the next I was sitting on his bed. I knew what I was doing, but I also knew that I was fucked up. Laughing at myself, I watched as Pierre took off his shirt, throwing it somewhere on the ground in the room. His body was attractive, chiselled and yet still very soft-looking. His tan complexion radiated lightly in the almost entirely dark room. Your turn to take something off, please. He suggested, looking at my shirt. Almost immediately, my hands gripped onto the rim of my shirt before peeling it off my body. It felt good, the cold air surrounding my exposed breasts. My mind blanked for a moment before I continued undressing, zipping down the back of my shirt as I stood, only for it to fall to my feet. Beautiful. He muttered. Tell me, Angel. Have you ever done Eno before? The question threw me off guard, but made my mind wander. I hadn't, but this could be a chance to try it. With a slight shake of my head, I could feel his fingers trailing up my inner thigh as I instinctively spread them apart further. My panties were quickly pushed to the side as a string of spit slid down between my ass cheeks. A digit pressed against my rim and I could feel the minor discomfort already, only a little off-putting in the slightest. He circled the ring of muscle, shallowly pushing his finger in and out. My breath hitched at the sudden intrusion. His other hand was used to spread my cheeks apart more, making it easier to access my body. Does it feel okay? Nodding my head, he pressed his finger in further, sinking it deep inside of me. With a shudder, I let out a gasp, eyes rolling upwards. 
I wanted more, even if I didn't feel the greatest at the moment. There was something intoxicating about it. The drag of just one finger already made me feel full. Maybe it was the fact that I wasn't completely sober, but each thrust into me had me biting my lip harder. I could feel another one prodding at my rim. There was a slight burn from the stretch as he pushed it in. His fingers opened me up, scissoring to make more room. Oh, wow, was all I could muster, the sensation far too new. You like that? Do you want another finger or my cock? He asked with a smirk. The outright dirty words made me shiver in slight embarrassment, but the high I was on kept me confident. You now, please. All of a sudden his fingers were out of me, and all I heard was minor shuffling. When a bottle cap opened, I knew it had to be lewd, otherwise it'd be impossible to continue. Looking around in the darkness, I could see his faint figure looking down, covering his shaft in the liquid. Already being jumpy, I was more excited to try this than ever. A hand pressed against my thigh, kneading the bare skin as he thrust his cock to my entrance. It was slow, almost sensual, as he made sure to be careful with me. The sudden breach made me gasp loudly as I took the tip of him in. What is it for you? Are you okay? Another quick nod led him to continue pushing in. It was a weird feeling, unable to describe it, but for some odd reason I wanted to keep going. Pierre eventually got to the hilt, filling me up with his cock. It was pressed right up against a bundle of nerves that made me jump in pleasure. Getting used to the size, I slowly started rocking my hips back against him, hearing the slap of skin against skin. Mm, just like that. Fuck yourself on my cock. It eventually felt natural as I pleasured him, letting him match my movements with his own. He used both his hands to push my legs into the air, almost folding me in half. Although they were slow, his thrusts were rough, slamming his cock deep inside of me. It was almost too much, the feeling of being so full in such a new place. So tight, darling. I leaned my legs over his shoulders to lift my hips slightly, the new angle giving much more access. Every time he pounded into me, I writhed in pleasure, thighs shaking violently. I traced my hand down my body, letting it fall right between my folds before I circled my fingers gently. The sensation on my clit and of Pierre's cock made me close to coming. Too close. I could feel the fire in my body heat up. Every single movement only making it hotter. I screwed my eyes shut, almost not wanting this to end. I felt my body lock up as I came roughly, playing with my clit quickly as I rode out my orgasm. Pierre felt it too, felt me clench up even tighter as he fucked into me. Could you get any tighter, baby? Fuck, you're making this applause. His thrusts into me were becoming sporadic, all of the place as his fingers dug into my hips to keep me in place. I couldn't help but moan out from the oversensitivity as he kept hitting the spot so perfectly. I didn't even know there was a spot so pleasurable until this. I'm gonna come, fuck. 
Quickly he pulled out, thick ropes of cum landing all over my chest, some even hitting my chin. We both didn't move for a moment, trying to catch our breaths. Once he was steady, Pierre walked over to turn on the lights, making me shut my eyes in minor pain. I'll get you cleaned up, he muttered before walking to his bathroom. I felt different, my body felt different, and I was unsure of whether it was good or bad, but I do know that I'll do it again. Finally getting my eyes to adjust, I saw him walk out with a wet hand towel, placing it on my stomach as he started to wipe away the mess. It was clear that most of the high had worn off, leaving them with just the <laughs> urge to giggle. I enjoyed this, thank you. I spoke, pulling up my clothes. No problem, but are you leaving? It's a little late and I wouldn't want you to be out there by yourself. We'll be back in another three weeks with more. All of the Erotic Diary series titles can now be purchased in one book. The Erotic Diary series, season one, the complete anthology. You'll get the erotic diaries of Isabel, Danielle, Scarlett, and the Liaisons Anthology, presented in a single timeline, plus a bonus chapter ahead of Season 2. All links can be found in the description. You've been listening to all the filthy details. The Literary Lovesick Podcast. Thanks for joining us. See you soon!